Diwali, the Festival of Lights, is a vibrant and colorful celebration that marks the victory of light over darkness and good over evil. We invite you to celebrate Diwali with a drive through two and a half miles of sparkling lights at the Bull Run Festival of Lights in Centerville, Virginia. The Bull Run Festival of Lights is open November 10th through January 7th. Save time and money by purchasing a ticket online at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. Experience the magic of the holidays at the Bull Run Festival of Lights, Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow. Ooh and ah through the winter wonderland where it's always snowing and see the tallest light display yet. Purchase tickets today at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're taking over. Say, I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Father, we glorify you, we honor you. Speak now with clarity, speak now with strength. Have your way in this worship experience today. We believe you, we love you, we trust you. And I just need you to say this say, Lord, speak to me right now. In Jesus' name. So guys, we're in a series called A New Altitude, and we've been looking at words that in and ood, U-D-E, as they affect our altitude, because the suffix ood, U-D-E, it means to take action and change something. Open your mouth and declare this. Say, I'm a person of action. Lots of us know people that talk a good game but don't walk a good game. You, you better hear me, you are the type of person that where you walk a good game, which means your walk is going to be stronger than your talk. What does that mean? You're going to show more than you actually say. I need you to hear me. This is the year and this is the decade for you, watch me, to demonstrate. Let's talk. This is the time where God says, I'm going to literally work through you and show myself strong and mighty through you. Every worship experience, one of the prayers that we pray is that God would show himself strong because the Bible says, the Lord seeks somebody that he can show himself strong through. Which means God says, if I find somebody that wants me to show off through them, then I will get it done. And I need you to lift up one of your hands and just say, Lord, show off through me. Yeah, because you are curse-breaking, history-making, world-changing, line-crossing, barrier-breaking type of individual. You, you better hear me right there in your house. You better hear me right there on your job. God is going to show himself strong through you. So in this series, we've discovered there's changes in you that need to match what God's about to do. And Wednesday, we looked at Jesus' journey post-Passover, Passover was the time where we began to see the crucifixion of Jesus and we paralleled it to the Hebrews when they were coming out of 430 years of Egyptian slavery. Jesus had 10 times where the enemy attempted to bring him into delusion to get him not to go to the cross. Ten plagues affected the Hebrews that tried to block them getting out of Egyptian slavery. Ten is the number of what? Divine perfection. Which means God says, I'm using your enemy to perfect something in your enemy. Let me say that again. 
I'm using your enemy to protect, uh, to perfect something in your inner me. Now, we learned on Wednesday, in every place he shed his blood, what did he do? He left the receipt. Somebody said, I need to check the receipts. See, every place he shed his blood, there was a receipt that he left. Uh, because every place that he shed his blood, we learned on Wednesday, he was buying something for us. So when they put the crown of thorns on his head, he was buying the right for us to be king's and priests. Uh, when his blood was, blood was shed in the garden, he was buying the right to undo the mess that Adam did. When his blood was shed, watch me, when his blood was shed, when they put that crown of thorns on his head, the blood flowed down onto his eyes. Which means it gave us the ability to walk by faith, not by sight. Why? Because the blood hit his eyes. And when the blood hit his eyes, he said, listen, I know it may seem difficult to walk by faith, not by sight, but you need to go check the receipts. I need somebody in here today to just say, I'm checking the receipts. I'm so we looked at that on Wednesday. There's a receipt for something that we need to receive. And we looked at this, that Jesus handled the bloodbath like a champ. Somebody say, like a champ. Not because it was easy. Imagine, you've got people beating you. You've got people putting a crown of thorns on your head. You've got people mocking you. That's not easy. Contrary to popular belief, when God wants something done, it doesn't mean he's going to make it easier for you to do. It just means you're going to get it done anyhow. I need you to hear me that God is not, watch me, just trying to make it easy because there's some strength you need to get when it's hard. I'm going to say that again. There's some strength that you need to get when it's hard. See, when a butterfly is breaking out of that cocoon that it's been in, it's not easy for the butterfly to break out. But when it's breaking out, it's giving its wings the strength that he's going to need or she's going to need to be able to fly through the air. When a chicken busts through that egg, that's not easy. But it's giving the chicken, it needs the strength and the strength that the chicken needs. So when it comes out of the egg, it's going to be able to live. I need you to make this declaration. Say, my struggle's giving me strength. Come on, say it again like you mean it. Say, my struggle is giving me strength. Now, he handles the bloodbath like a champ. I, I gave you all the places on Wednesday that he shed his blood. Go back and look at that message. Not because it was easy. How did he handle it like a champ? What does it mean like a champ? He acted like it wasn't even that hard. See, sometimes you act like how difficult it is. Mm. And you need to learn how to not act like it's that hard. Come on. I need you to learn how not to lose your cool just when you're, when you're under low pressure. I need you to learn how not to use your cool when you're under low heat. Matter of fact, I need you to hear me. Some of the reason where certain things keep repeating is because God says you lose your cool too easy. And I need you to, I need you to quit tripping and I need you to start worshiping. Let's go. I need you to lift one of your hands and say, Father, forgive me for tripping instead of worshiping. He handles this thing like a champ. I mean, he walks around like his name is Jordan. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. He, he walks around, and of course, Jordan couldn't be Jordan unless there was Jesus. Let's go. Kobe couldn't be Kobe unless there was Jesus. Anybody great couldn't be great unless there was the original great, and his name is Jesus. But let's tell the truth, y'all. Truth is, that would be difficult. Could you imagine somebody whooping on you and beating on you, ripping your, your beard out and to the place where they say you're not even recognizable as a man and you got the ability to kill everybody and you play it cool? He could have literally just said, you know what, everybody die. Y'all ain't even talk to me like this. I'm not the one. See, some of y'all are so busy trying to protect, watch me, how you think folk are supposed to treat you that you miss the lesson you're supposed to learn in the mistreatment. Yeah, come on, y'all. I feel like preaching this morning. I, I got the right amen section in the building. Let's go. 
He handles it like a champ, not because it was easy, but because of his attitude. Ooh, wait a minute. Many times we can easily handle the easy stuff. But the real measure of your attitude isn't when it's easy. The real measure of your attitude is when it's hard. Is there anybody right now watching online? Is there anybody in this building where you can say, you know what? Whoa, there's some hard stuff I'm dealing with right now. Listen, the Bible says that we should have the same attitude as Jesus. We looked at this in part on Wednesday, Philippians 2.5. Have this mind. Mind there means mindset. It means, watch me, position. Say position. Your position is your settled way of thinking. That's what an attitude is. It's your settled way of thinking. So have this mind. Have this position. Think like this and let that be the end of discussion among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. What does he say? New King James says it like this. Let this mind that was in Christ be in us also. So Jesus handles what's hard like a champ because his attitude is I got this. His attitude is, you ain't taking my life, I'm giving it. His attitude is, for this reason was I sent, and you're about to see me surge. He handles it by saying, you know what? I know that y'all think you're getting over on me, but what you don't know. See, because some of y'all are so busy trying to tell people they ain't getting over you, that all you need to do is just show them you ain't getting over on me. Are y'all ready? Now, like a plane, like a plane, this whole series is called what? A new altitude. And planes have different altitudes that they fly at. When you're at ground level, that's ground level. As you begin to ascend into the sky, your altitude begins to increase. There's something called a cruising altitude where you reach the altitude you're going to remain at for the majority of the duration of your trip. Like a plane, our attitude. What is that again? Our position. See, watch me. The most important position isn't the one you hold in the company. It's the attitude you hold in you. It's your position or your subtle way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. Watch this. And it's reflected in your behavior. It's your settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something reflected in behavior. But let, me, let, me give, let me give you an example. Somebody that you don't like and you have a negative attitude towards, when they come around, your behavior shows it. Let's go. S something you don't enjoy doing. When you have to do it, it's reflected in your behavior. So watch me. I don't need to hear about your attitude. Your behavior will show me your attitude. Show me what you're working with. So check this out. So check this out. When we look at this, when we look at this, your behavior, song says, is written all over your face. You don't have to say a word. But they won't be smiling, though. That's the thing. Watch. 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 Look at this. It's your settled way of thinking. Which means the reason that you responded that way is because you've always settled, you've already settled to think that way. When your boss says, I need you to go do something that you're like, I don't know how to do it, it's reflected in all of that extra. Y'all ain't gonna say that too. When your pastor say do something you don't know how to do, it's reflected in all of that heavy breathing and sighing. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. All right, watch me. Your attitude determines your what? Altitude. So the way the plane sits in the sky is referred to as the plane's attitude. It's referred to as the attitude of the nose of the plane. What's in the nose of the plane? The pilots. What do the pilots represent? They represent, watch me, the head of the plane. 
Stay with me. Just stay with me. Watch the analogy, all right? So here's the plane. Everybody get your plane in the air. Come on, even at home. Get your kids to do it. Get your plane in the air. Everybody get your plane in the air. That's why I didn't use a prop for this when I used your hands, so everybody had the same thing. All right? Now, look. So here's the deal. A plane can't fly straight like this because it's not going to have lift under its wings. A plane has to fly, watch me, with a positive attitude. Because when it has a positive attitude or position, it can get lift under its wings. It's not that it doesn't face turbulence. It's just that the turbulence can't knock it out of the air because it has a positive position. But what can happen is the attitude of the plane, watch me, it can get arrogant. Where you can think too highly of yourself. And then you're going to stall and fall out of the air. But then, watch me, everybody do this with me. Come on. Then, watch me, it's like, it's like Harvest Kids. Come on, let's have a lesson. But then if the nose points down, the plane is going to crash. So here's my question. What's your attitude? What's the attitude that you have? Because it explains why you're living and what you're living in. Mm. So there are four basic types of attitudes. Y'all ready? We're about to work this thing like a part-time job. Y'all ready? I said, are y'all ready? Here's number one. You ready? Here's the one that most people, some of y'all are going to be honest, but can I be honest with you? Some of y'all are going to be like, that ain't me. That response is proof is you. Y'all ready? Here's the first attitude, negative. There are four basic attitude types in psychology. Let's go. A negative attitude. Here's the first thing. A negative attitude complains. A negative attitude always has something to say when nothing needs to be said. A negative attitude blames. We see this with Adam. Adam, what you do? It's that woman. You have a negative attitude, Adam, so you have to get kicked out of the garden. I have to reduce your altitude because your nose is already down. You have a negative attitude. Say negative attitude. Negative attitude. Check this out. Um, thirdly, a negative attitude, they're always frustrated. They never enjoy anything. They live in perpetual frustration because their attitude is negative. Think about it. A negative attitude is the plane going down, right? Okay, y'all ready? Y'all look at me? Negative attitude is the plane going down. Come on, come on. You can, I know you're taking notes. If you're not, you with that other hand, that's free. Y'all know how to use one hand to text. I see you all the time driving, doing it. <laughs> look. So look, here's the thing. We have a negative attitude. You're always frustrated because to you, everything's always going down. Everything's always going down. You can put it down. Everything's always going down to you. So the, you get a call saying, I want to talk. Oh, my God. Everything's always going down. You turn on the news. Some negative attitudes, the news feeds your negative attitude. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just don't know what we're going to do. I know what we're going to do. We are going to rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. Why? Because I don't have this type of attitude. I got the attitude that says I got a positive attitude. It complains. Say complains. It blames. Say blames. It's always frustrated. Say frustrated. Here's a negative attitude. It always has doubt. It doesn't think anything's going to work. A negative attitude always doubts. It thinks nothing is going to work. It can get the instructions and say, it's probably not going to work for me. It can, somebody else can do it for you and give it to you. And a negative attitude will say, that's probably going to work for me. I just don't know why nothing works for me. Because of your attitude. Let's talk, y'all. It's always angry. Let's go. A negative attitude always has an anger problem. It's always heated about something. You never see a negative attitude with a happy day. Oh, happy day. I had to go to my base too. 
Oh, happy. <laughs> I'm just saying. A negative attitude never has a happy day. Why? Because their negative attitude steals it from them. They're like, well, it could be a happy day, but I'm stuck in this house. Let me stop you right there. You created a false prison for you. You are not stuck in your house. You better get in your car, drive to Wheat Ridge. Let's talk. <laughs> you better drive somewhere, take a walk, take a jog, take a hike. Tell me, I'm just stuck in this house. Your negative attitude has you stuck in this house. All I'm doing is eating. Your negative attitude got you keep going in the fridge there like that. I'm just gaining weight. Your negative attitude got you gaining weight. I'm, listen, you ought to be exercising and come out of this quarantine. People are like, wait a minute, what you been doing these last 75 days? Y'all got what I'm saying? Let's go further. Can we do it? Ooh, look at this one. Here's a negative attitude. It runs from anything that challenges it. Anything that looks difficult, a negative attitude, run for it, run for it, run. That's what a negative attitude does. A negative attitude says, I'm going to step down. Because having to be on time is too much of a challenge. Huh? A negative attitude says, I'm going to give up. But I'm not giving up. I just don't want to be in the way. Well, how about you do it right so you're not in the way? A negative attitude says, the only way to get it right is to quit. And I rebuke the quit in you. Sheba. I rebuke the quit in you. I need you to lift both of your hands and say, there's no quit in me. Say, because I've got a positive attitude. Say, watch me get it done. Y'all ready? Next, a negative attitude is full of hatred. A negative attitude don't like a whole lot of people. A negative attitude has more people it doesn't like than it does like. A negative attitude, I can't stand him, I can't stand her, I can't stand him, I can't stand them. But who do you like? You don't even like yourself. Who do you like? All right, you ready? You got to like somebody. Everybody can't be evil. <laughs> Let's go. Here's the next thing. You ready? A negative attitude has pessimism. What's pessimism? They only see the worst. So a negative attitude will look at this bag and say, that's nice, but you see that wrinkle? Mm. Look. A negative attitude, you'll say, how do I look? Hmm. You want me to be honest? You, you want me to be honest? I would wear that. And they normally, when you look at what they got on, you're like, I, where, you, where do you get off with the intestinal fortitude to try to counsel somebody about what they need to wear when clearly you need to start at house, at your house. Let's go. Your house is next. <laughs> huh? Let's go. It's pessimism. It has no hope. No hope. It only sees the worst. Well, this person can't do this, and this person can't do that. Well, what can they do? Figure out something they can do and get them doing it. Listen to me, especially leaders. It can be very difficult to have a negative attitude if you lead negative people. And what you have to do is you have to learn, you have to learn how to not take on the attitude of who you're sent to lead. You listen, the pot. Oh, I feel like preaching that. The pilot determines the nose of the plane, not the passengers. And some of y'all been letting your passengers determine the nose of your plane. But you better get in that thing and say, I got the. Con Don't you let the passengers say this is how we doing it. No, this is how we do it. Come on. This is how we do it. <laughs> Let's go. This is fun. Let's go. 
Next, a negative attitude has resentment. What does resentment mean? They're bitter. They're bitter over some past mistreatment. So a negative attitude, some good happened for somebody. Hmm. Hmm. How God gonna let her? Cause watch me, even though she screwed up, she got a good attitude. Y'all ain't gonna hit nothing to me. Even though she made mistakes, she got a good attitude. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, I rebuke any negative attitude in me. Y'all gonna see something in a minute. Because until your attitude is right, your life will never be. And some of y'all, God keeps blessing other people that did you wrong in front of you so you can get your attitude together. I need you to just make this declaration. Say, Father, forgive me for my resentment. Say, forgive me for my bitterness. Did you hear what I just said? The Lord is blessing some people in front of you so that you can get that bitterness out of you. And you're like, God, they don't even love you. He's like, I know, but I love you so much, I'm going to teach a lesson through them. So I'm going to bless them, not because they right, I'm going to bless them to get you right. Say, Lord, get me together. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I like this. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Here's the next thing. A negative attitude, it has jealousy. What's jealousy? Jealousy is where you're discontent with your own, so you're envious of another's. You're discontent with your own, so you're envious of another's. See, you'd be happy with your phone. No. You'd be happy. That's an Android. No. What, what type of phone is this? An X? XR. You know what you got? <laughs> it's Apple though, right? Okay. I'm so excited because one of the quarantines is coming to an end this week. I'm holding my quarantine to the end of April. And then my Android quarantine is off. I got jokes. I've been, t- I've been Googling jokes for Android. I got so many. <laughs> I'm going to come up with Hebrew words and Greek words and everything for my Android jokes. So y'all look. So you got an X, right? So an XR. So I have, I have, I have, I have, I have an, uh, an 11. All right? Here's the deal. You happy with your X. Your, uh, your, your, your iPhone 10. You're happy with it. Until you compare your one camera to my three cameras. Then all of a sudden, here's what jealousy does. Huh. Now you were happy with what you had. You were happy with it. Then you see, well, he don't need to have no better phone than me. You don't even take pictures with the one camera you have. But now, watch me, you see somebody else's, and now you want what they got. So you're not happy about what you got. And I need you to open up your mouth and say, Lord, teach me contentment. You went and got a new car, not because you wanted one. But because you saw somebody else with one and said, well, how they going to get one? Let me get one, one, another one. Would you just make this declaration and say, Lord, I rebuke my negative attitude. Let's go further. Y'all ready? Here's the last thing about a negative attitude. It has an inferiority complex. What does that mean? What do you mean inferiority? A negative attitude is always comparing themselves to someone else. Not for purposes of better. But for purposes, watch this, of why not me. It's a comparison game. And when you begin to get into the game of comparison, 
what will happen is you will be in a you will be in a competition with somebody that don't know you're in one with them. Some of y'all are competing with people on social media and you're still losing. And the only place the competition is is in your head. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. There are certain people that don't like you because watch me, they've been competing against you. And in their mind, they still losing anyhow. But I need you to make this declaration. Say, I'm not in competition with anybody. Come on, say, except yesterday's version of myself. What does that mean? Now watch me. Bishop Foreman ain't trying to be nobody else. Bishop Foreman is competing with his Saturday version. And on Monday, he's competing with his Sunday version. And on Tuesday, he's competing with his Monday version. Somebody shout, I'm not in competition. See, you can celebrate other people when you're not competing with them. You can clap your hands for other people when you're not competing with them. Oh, a matter of fact, let's just have one global celebration for what God is doing for other people on three. One, two, three. Go. Clap, 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 clap your hands. Clap your hands for what he did for your mama. Clap your hands for what he did for your daddy. Clap your hands for what he did for your sister. Clap your hands for what he did for your brother. Clap your hands for what he did for your coworker. Clap your hands for what he did for your neighbor. Clap your hands. Somebody say, I'm a celebrator, not a hater. Let's go. Let's move. Here we go. That's a negative attitude. That's a negative attitude. Here's the next attitude. You ready? A neutral attitude. Neutral. What do you mean neutral? Anybody ever thought your car was in drive? But watch me. But you didn't pull the clutch down far enough, so you sat in neutral. See, a negative attitude will take you down. Watch me. A neutral attitude takes you nowhere. You sit in your car, burn your gas, and you didn't go nowhere. I have this thing, most, most apps, how many of you got your phone, you can control your car through like an app or something, or something? A lot of cars have that now. I've got this app, and with the app, I can tell the app, I can even tell Alexa to start my car. Now, the, she's been a little disobedient lately, but she's been more busy now than she's ever been before, so I've given her a little grace. Everybody gets one act of grace from me every year, that's hers. All right, watch. So, so, so this app, and sometimes when it's cold outside, I'll start it because I want to get into a warm car, right? Okay. Now, here's the thing. Thing is, um, sometimes, there's been a couple of times where I forgot I started it and then got busy doing something else. And then by the time I look at it, it's been going for 10 minutes. Now, while it's sitting there, it's using gas, but it didn't go anywhere. A neutral attitude uses energy, but it didn't produce anything. A negative attitude uses its energy to go down. A neutral attitude uses this energy to go nowhere. So here's what a neutral attitude does. They ignore things. They wait for somebody else to do it. A neutral attitude would walk past a problem and say, well, yeah, somebody will get to it. A neutral attitude will see there's an issue and look at it and say, somebody will get to it. I need you to say this. Say the somebody is me. A neutral attitude, watch me, quarantine, they really enjoy it because a neutral attitude is a lazy life. <clears throat> a neutral attitude says, I don't want to do nothing. I want to wake up at 2. I want to eat. I want to go back to sleep at 2.45. I want to check social media. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. It's quiet now. A neutral attitude just is a lazy life. A neutral attitude is not trying to get anything done. Because a neutral attitude doesn't want to take any risks. A neutral attitude doesn't want to do anything that might mess up its neutrality. Mm, Y'all better hear me. 
Here's the next thing about a neutral attitude. There's complacency. What does that mean? There's no need to change. A neutral attitude has no doubt nor hope. They have neither. A neutral attitude has no hope for the future, and they also have no doubt. Why? Because they're not going anywhere. Can I tell you people in your life that have a neutral attitude? They are today the same place they were five years ago. They're in the same status of life. They're in the same situation of life. Nothing has really changed except the day on the calendar. And you got to be careful with people on neutral because people on neutral, watch me. Have you ever been uh, in traffic and it's time to go, but the person in front of you doesn't go? That's what a neutral car is like. You got to be careful when you got neutral attitudes around you because you'll think you've got the ability to go because they're on the street. But the truth is, is that they're nothing but a roadblock to keep you from going. Did y'all catch that? Let's move. A neutral attitude is indifferent. They have no concern and no importance. Nothing is really a big deal. You tell them it's urgent, it's not urgent to them. They don't have urgency. You tell them I need this right away, mm, I'll get to it when I get to it. It's a neutral attitude. Nothing is important. But well, trust me, there is nothing that is to be concerned about. You tell them, hey, listen, I got to get this right away. A neutral attitude says, I'll see what I can do. You are literally doing nothing. What do you need to see about what you can do? It's quiet in this church. Let's go. A neutral attitude is detached. What does that mean? They are conspicuously uninvolved. A neutral attitude, they're the person that says they're going to do a whole lot. They promise you the world, the sun, the moon, the rain, and the stars. When it's time to get something done, a neutral attitude is conspicuously uninvolved. Uh, in churches where they do stuff by committee, a lot of the times you'll see neutral attitudes because the one with the most ideas is the one that's never there to show up to implement them. They create ideas for everybody else to do. We should do this, and we should do this, and y'all should do this, and y'all should do this, and we should do this. Let me tell you something. You ain't going to create no work for me. What I'm going to do is put it right back on you. That's an amazing idea. Let's get it done. People will come up with stuff for you to do. Y'all not saying a, a neutral attitude doesn't want to get anything done. So they're conspicuously uninvolved. They're the ones that came up with the whole thing, got everybody. Ooh, this is great. This is great. You're going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. It's due date. A neutral attitude. It ain't done on time. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. And all of us have done that, dealt with that. You've dealt with it in, in business. You've dealt with it in family. You've dealt with it in relationships. You've dealt with it in church. We've dealt with that everywhere. What is this trying to reveal to you? You're dealing with a neutral attitude. And you have to be careful because neutral attitudes are roadblocks. Because then you'll just say, watch me. Now I got to spend my energy to back up and go around you. Okay, y'all will catch it. All right. A neutral attitude is disconnected. They have no connection. Now what's interesting about a neutral attitude is they complain about the fact that there's no connection. I just, there's no connection. Okay, great, let's do this. I ain't going to do that. Y'all are quiet now. This, uh, the, the, the few of us in this auditorium, we was tearing it up a minute ago. Y'all quiet now. What's me? A neutral attitude is unemotional. When a neutral attitude should be emotional, like, listen, if somebody did me wrong and you with me, you ought to be just as frustrated, mad, and angry as I am. A neutral attitude says, can you believe so-and-so lied on me, stole from me, did this, did this? Oh, wow. That's your own? That, hold on, is there more to your response? What, are you calculating what we about to do? Y'all is it? A, not that you need to go out there and fight, but you're unemotional about things you should be emotional about. You lose, and a neutral attitude is like, ah, it's no big deal. You ought to get to the point in your life where you're like, Lord, I'm not going to let it break me if I lose something, but I'm certainly not going to sit back and celebrate the fact that I lost something. 
Here's the next attitude. You ready? Here's the most destructive of attitudes. It's called a sicken attitude. S-I-K-K-E-N. This is worse than a negative attitude. What do you mean worse than a negative attitude? This attitude has only two characteristics. You ready? First, this sicken attitude is it is negative about anything positive. Today's an amazing day. Ha, for you. God is so amazing. Ha, if he's so amazing, why all this happening in the world? Stop. Let me deal with that. For everybody who's saying, if God is so amazing, why is this coronavirus happening? Why is it all this going on in the world? In the earth, we have authority. We have dominion. Genesis 1.26. Let us make man in our own image and our likeness and let them have dominion. God is not responsible for the problems that man create. But here's what I love about God. But he'll step in and bring solutions even to the messes that we make. All right? Here's the next thing about a second attitude. It is destructive to two groups of people, itself and everybody else, <laughs> which is everybody. A second attitude is destructive. A second attitude is self-destructive. A second attitude will say, Lord, use me. Great, we want you to do this. I'm not doing it. Matter of fact, I don't even know if I'm coming back. That's a second attitude. A second attitude will say, a second attitude will say, hey, um, maybe you should stop doing it that way because that way ain't working. I'm going to keep doing it this way. This is how I am. It's destructive to itself, watch me, and others. Let me tell you how you know sicken attitudes. They're the ones on social media who all, let me, let me tell you what they call them, trolls. A social media troll, it don't matter what you post, they're saying something negative. You can say, God is blessing me through this time of quarantine, but there's so many other people who are going through things, how could you even celebrate? Uh-uh, you ain't going to put no rain on what God is doing and then here's the attitude that the Bible says you and I are supposed to have. Say, I'm just like Jesus. Come on, open your mouth and say, say, I'm just like Jesus. Here it is, a positive attitude. I want to preach it now. A positive attitude has confidence. What does confidence say? I've got this because God's got me. I may have never done this before, but I know the God that's been with me. And he's the same God that got me last year and had me last decade. Somebody say, he's got me right now. A positive attitude has happiness. That's pronoia. Pronoia is the opposite of paranoia. Paranoia says there's a conspiracy in the world against me. Pronoia says there's a conspiracy in the world for me. When you've got a positive attitude, watch me, you always like, man, this is going, I don't know how it's going to work, but it's going to work. Can I get to get you to lift up one of your hands and say, I don't know how it's going to work. Come on, but say, it's going to work for me. A positive attitude next, it has sincerity. What does this mean? They keep it 100. They're sincere. When a positive attitude says they love you, they love you. When a positive attitude says they're with you, you don't have to question it. When a positive attitude says that they can be dependent on, they can be dependent on. And whenever it looks like they weren't dependable, they're so apologetic for looking like that. Because they never want to be perceived that way. Come on. Say, Lord, give me a positive attitude. Come on. Next, a positive attitude has determination. What does that mean? I'll get it done. A positive attitude says, I'll get it done. Listen, if there's nobody else you can depend on in your life, you need to be able to say, thank God that I can count on me. And you just lay your hands on yourself. Say, I can count on me. No, say it again. Say, I can count on me. When you have a positive attitude, that's a truthful statement, not one by faith. When you have a positive attitude, you know, listen, I'm going to do my part. I can't speak for what nobody else is going to do, but I'm going to do my part. I'll show up and I'll get it done. Somebody say, I'll get her done. <laughs> Next, a positive attitude has optimism. What does that mean? Things are getting better. Ooh, but it look rough. Mm -mm, it's getting better. 
Positive attitude says, I rebuke negative reports. What does the scripture say? Whose report? Come on here, y'all. Shall you believe? Now, it goes on to say, we shall believe the report of the Lord. A positive attitude has a sense of responsibility. They say, I'll do my part, and I'm going to add value. I'm going to do my part, and I'm going to add value. I'm going to do my part, and I'm going to add value. A positive attitude is trying to add, not just take. You know, a negative attitude, because they just want to take. They're a leech. A negative attitude just wants to receive. They don't want to put an in on it. They want to, watch me, they want to order Uber Eats and have you pay for it. And then when it comes, you're like, okay, so where's your part? Hmm? I got you next time. Okay, well then. <laughs> Y'all let them have a cheeseburger. Now let them eat that cheeseburger. <laughs> okay, I'll just be in front of you. I'll be in front of you. Let's go, let's go. Say, I'll do my part. Many Christians, can I be honest with you? This is the area of struggle. is because sometimes we want others to do what we're supposed to do. And, and it's not that way. Especially, listen to me. Let me speak to all of those because we have many leaders that are part of Harvest in Harvest and our leadership network and, and all of that. So let me speak to leaders. As a leader, you have to make sure and you keep a positive attitude because you have to do, watch me, you have to have a sense of responsibility. Everything I'm over, I'm responsible for, so it can't fail. Which means I got to get creative, which brings me to the next thing about, watch me, the quality of a positive attitude. It has flexibility. What does that mean? I may have to change it a little bit, but I'm still going to get it done. I may not be able to do it the way I wanted to do it, but it's still going to get done. I'm not going to change the goal. I may have to change how I get there, but it's still going to get done. I need to stir this positive attitude in you. Open your mouth and say, I will get it done. Next positive attitude has reliability they can be counted on never count on who can't be counted y'all ain't gonna say nothing right now is a good opportunity for you to see the reality of everybody because can't nobody say i had a lot going on Ooh, it's quiet in him all right let's keep going tolerance now that's an interesting thing for a positive attitude here's what this was going to shout me and i might have to quit right here and maybe i'll finish at 11 15 we'll see if i get a lot of comments right now then I'll keep going. Let's go. Say tolerance. A positive attitude says this. I can't change grown people. So I'm going to deal with you according to what you are. So if you're dependable, I'm going to count on you. If you're not, I'm not. Watch me. And I won't feel bad that you feel bad because you're not dependable. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. A lot of you, watch me, people's uh, uh, unreliability, it affects your ability to have a positive attitude. And you can't do that. You can't change grown people. So what you got to do is say, look, I see it is, I see what it is, and I'm going to deal with it accordingly. My tolerance is that I know you a lie, so I can't trust you with nothing. You got it? That, that's how you keep a positive attitude. You're just like, okay, that's what it is. Like, Listen, I don't care how mad I get at this bag, it's not going to be black. I don't care how mad I get at this bag, it's not going to be red. That's what you do with people. I don't know why they can't do what they're supposed to do. That's just not what they do. It's not your job to fix them. Nor is it your job to fight them. Some of y'all be fighting people to get them to be red bags. You're going to love me right. Evidently, they don't want to. Because they would have. So just have a positive attitude about it and just say, that's just okay, it is what it is. I ain't finna lose no sleep over it. I ain't finna pop my neck because you don't want to do right. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing in here. Watch me. 
Last two things. Positive attitude has humility. Say humility. Humility says, I'm honored to be allowed to, not I have to. A positive attitude is humble. Humility says, I'm honored to be allowed to. Every time I grab this mic, every time I go live, I am honored at the fact that God gives me the privilege of being able to do a dirty job. What do you mean a dirty job? Being a shepherd's a dirty job. A shepherd's got to be, watch me, among the sheep, with the sheep, walking through the sheep. When the sheep waste, the shepherd got to know how to navigate around it. Leadership is a dirty job. But, but I need you to open your mouth and say, somebody's got to do it. And right now, you're a leader even if you don't know it because there are people that are watching how you handle what you deal with. Leadership is influence. Somebody say, I'm an influencer. Lastly, a positive attitude has diligence. What does that mean? It's consistent. You can depend on a positive attitude to show up and constantly, consistently deliver. Can I? Listen, listen. You have not tuned in and said, I wonder if Bishop is going to have a word. Not once in going on 14 years have you ever tuned in or ever been in the building and, and I said, y'all know what? Listen, good morning, church. Good morning. Praise God. I didn't have time this week to get a word. So we're going to worship the Lord today and uh, we're just going to see what God does. You can't tell that. You can't say that. Why? Because it's important to be consistent. Question, can people count on you to consistently deliver or does your mood determine what you deliver? Are you always going to be on 10? Or do you come in sometimes on 2 to my luck? Because when you're inconsistent, that means your attitude might be negative. It might be sickened. And, and watch me. Watch me. When you've got a sickened attitude, your body stays sick. Let me show you in the text. Can I go? Because here's the message. The message is called adjusting your attitude. To adjust means to alter slightly to achieve the desired fit. So here's the question. Does that attitude work for your desired altitude? There are certain altitudes you can't get to with a negative attitude. Certain people ain't going to put up with that. And some of y'all are used to people putting up with your attitude until you meet somebody that says, I'm not tolerating that mess. You better get that up out of here. And then they call you mean or too firm or you're too much of a businessman or too much of a business or you too much of this or you too much of that. No, you just ain't met nobody that ain't going to tolerate that. <laughs> Say, adjust my attitude, Lord. Number two, it, it, it means the uh, desired appearance. So does that attitude look good on you? Like you ever met somebody that's attractive except for their attitude? And watch me, and they were attractive until they opened their mouth. Let's talk. They were attractive until they said something because their attitude did not match their appearance. Thirdly, so it means to achieve the desired fit, appearance, or result. You won't get where you want to go acting like that. So it's where you want to go. Does that attitude match where you want to go? You got it? Does it match where you're trying to go? Could you imagine having a drunk pilot? Now... I want to dive into that because you'd be like, well, I don't know if he ever been. Next time I get on that plane, I'm going to check. Come here. <laughs> no. Listen, listen, let's just pause real quick. Father, we pray for the airline industry. Let's just pause real quick. We pray for the entire airline industry right now where flights are getting canceled left and right. Revenues are down. We pray, Father, that one, you'd use it to the benefit of your people. And two, we pray for the pilots, all of those affected, where their jobs are being affected. And we pray you'd be their provision right now in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Guys, if you know somebody in aviation, share that right now and send that to them right now. All right, listen, listen. It's to alter slightly. Say adjust means to alter slightly. 
so check this out. So the question is, with who, what, where, when, and why does your attitude slide? Because can I be honest with you? Here's the truth. For most of us, we can say that we got a little bit of all of us in a little bit of them attitudes. Y'all wave at me on that chat. Don't y'all leave me out there, but I always have a positive attitude. Let's be honest. There are certain things your attitude is, here's your planes like this. There are certain things your planes like this. Got it? A sickened attitude means your, watch me, your, your nose is so high that you stall and fall. Got it? And, and then, watch me, here's what's significant about, about the attitudes. Y'all ready? Here's what's significant. And then a neutral attitude means you're flying like this, which means you're going to stall. So, positive attitude. Everybody do it with me. Come on. Hand gestures. Let's go. Sesame Street did a thing yesterday to help kids. So let's come on. This is my, my, my version of Sesame Street. Let's go. Say positive, negative. Say sickened, neutral. See it? Here's the thing. If you have all of those attitudes going, here's what's going to happen to your plane. It's uncontrollable. Y'all miss what I just said. It's uncontrollable. And so you're like, oh, my God, why is my life so hectic? Can I tell you, maybe it's not your circumstances. Maybe it's your attitude about your circumstances. But I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I have a positive attitude. Now, listen, guys, I, uh, when you feel attacked, abused, abandoned, or annoyed, normally your attitude will slide. I'm going to give it to you again. Attacked, abused, abandoned, or annoyed. What's annoyed? My expectations weren't met. So then your attitude can slide. Then you got a mixture of a positive attitude, a sickened attitude, a neutral attitude, a negative attitude. What ends up happening is your plane is just uncontrollable. So one moment you feel great, the next moment you're like, Rah! one moment you love everybody, you're praying for everybody, shalom, the next moment don't nobody say no. Right? We have God. So we don't have to approach changing our attitude just using psychology when we can access spirituality. I'm going to back that thing up so you can get it. Somebody say, I have God. So we don't have to approach this just with five steps to a better attitude. We don't have to just approach it from a psychological standpoint. We get to approach it from a spiritual standpoint. Here's the scripture. I'm closing. 2 Corinthians 7.13. I've talked to this before. Let's go. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, what does that mean? Your altitude is declining because if there's no rain, your crops can't grow. Your crops can't grow. Your altitude of your life declines. Or command the locusts to devour the land. Locusts in the Bible refer to bad decisions. What does this mean? Bad decisions create destruction, delay, and delay. You, uh, and lack. You make bad decisions when you've got a negative attitude. You make bad decisions when you've got a sickened attitude. You'll, you'll act so crazy that you'll fall up out of the sky. Let's go. Or send pestilence among my people. Somebody say, I'm his. No, you need to just pause right there to give God glory. Watch this. Because the reason you don't have to walk in fear, anxiety, or panic, somebody say, I am his. Let's go. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves, stop. Here's what humility means. Here's the question. Say, here's the question. Say, pregunta. All right, y'all ready? Here's the question. Here's the question. Here's the question. Here's the question. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm going to let it sit right there. Don't even clean it up. Let it sit right there. If my people will humble themselves. What does humble mean right there? Maybe I'm wrong. Husbands, maybe it's you, not your wife. Wives, maybe it's, your, maybe it's you, not your husband. Kids, maybe it's you, not your parents. Members, maybe it's you, not your pastor. Workers, maybe it's you, not your boss. Have you ever sat a seat in that seat that he sits in or she sits in? 
to know what they see, the pressures they deal with, what has to happen, what they got to make happen so that you get paid. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Maybe it's not everybody else. Maybe it's you. Can I just get you to open your mouth and say this and say, maybe, just maybe, I'm wrong. Humble themselves and then do what? Here's how we change our attitude. It says, and what? Pray. So the first thing is saying, Lord, show me where I am wrong. We're going to do it. Everybody, right now, everybody across the world. Say, Lord, show me where I am wrong. Here's number two. And seek my face. Are you seeking to be right or are you seeking to be better? Because here's what I've discovered as a pastor. Many people want to be right. They don't want to feel like they were wrong. But they're not seeking to get better. There's a difference. Got it? What are you seeking? Are you seeking to increase your altitude? Or are you seeking so that your plane is always seemingly better than everybody else's plane? Got it? Ooh, it's quiet in this. Ooh, let's go. All right? So, say, Lord, what am I seeking? He tells us what to seek. Seek my face. Face in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament. Here's what it means, guys. It means attitude. God says, seek my attitude. So first pray and say, Lord, where am I wrong? Then he says, I need you to seek my attitude. Say, my attitude. That's the Lord's attitude. What's the Lord's attitude? He has a positive attitude. How do you know? I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you for good to give you a hope and a future. That's a positive attitude. God doesn't have a negative attitude about you. See, many of you, you project your view of you onto God. You project your view of male leadership onto God. So if you had a tumultuous relationship with your father, you project that onto God. So you think he's like that. Y'all ain't going to talk to me right there. Now, why is this important to get? I need you to check this out. All right, all right, all right. Say pray, seek his attitude, which means, watch me, and turn from their wicked ways. Look at me, everybody. That means your attitude is a choice. You cannot say, I'm just like this. Mm-mm, you choose to be like that. I just always look like I'm mad. You choose to always look like you're mad. I just always look like I got an attitude. You just choose to look like you always got an attitude. Don't nobody know what I've been through. Nobody's business. Like when people meet you, they're like, hello, I want you to know I have a bad attitude and I'm probably going to look at you crazy and upside your head because I've been through a lot. But that's, that's, okay, y'all are going to talk. Let's move. I got to close this. I got to close this. Are you being blessed online? You've been blessed online? You've been blessed for those of the few of us that are in here? Watch. It says, choose my attitude. Now, this is going to preach real good. Y'all ready? Then I will hear from heaven. Wait a minute. Who's speaking? God. Where does God dwell? In heaven. What do you mean you're going to hear from heaven? Ain't you up there? Check this out. Adjusted attitudes produce divine announcements. Y'all better hear me. When God sees that you're beginning to adjust your attitude, heaven makes an announcement so everybody can hear. The angels are going to hear it. The enemy's going to hear it. I need you to say, when I adjust my attitude, a divine announcement goes out about me. Here's the announcement. I'm going to forgive your sin and heal your land. Land there for us, it translates to life. But look at me, please. Look at me. Heal is a deep word. Say, why, Bishop? Because it comes from this Hebrew word, root word, Rapha. He's, he's referred to as Jehovah Rapha. But let me tell you what that means. It means your attitude affects your healing. 
not just physically, but emotionally. If your attitude is, I am the healed of the Lord, your body is going to say, get it together. Come on here. For everybody that's dealing with something where you need healing, can I encourage you? Don't you be negative about it. Don't you be sickened about it. Don't you, watch me, don't you be neutral about it. I need you to be positive about it and make this declaration. Everybody say, I am the healed of the Lord. But then, but then, but then here's the second meaning of this word heal. It means, and I got to hurry up real fast. It means to stitch together. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. God says, when your attitude is adjusted, I'll start stitching your life together. I'm going to take your 20s. Come here. I'm going to take your 30s. I'm going to take your 40s. I'm going to take your 50s. Let's go. I'm going to take the bankruptcy. I'm going to take the bad breakup. I'm going to take when you lost the car. I'm going to take when you lost the job. God says, I'm going to start stitching stuff together. I'm going to stitch stuff together so your life is going to start to make sense and make progress. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. 
or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. 